0: Good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023, and this is episode 515 of the Lots Project Podcast, where we're defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Turning Your Hobby into a Profitable Side Hustle and is brought to you by Fiverr. I'll run through the steps of taking a hobby to that side hustle and also possibly help you decide if the journey is right for you or if you just want to stick to a hobby. But first, let's grab a cup of coffee, catch up on what's going on with me and the people hanging out in the chat. And then we'll dive into the topic in a little bit. How are we doing? Good morning, good morning. Uh happy happy Friday Eve, Pip to you also. Hanging out early, uh, about an hour early for the show, man. Hopefully you're still around. Uh Gingerbread Farms. Good morning, sir. Uh Hopefully uh, from the road. I think this morning probably uh, driving that gravel train and the backwoods butcher. Good morning. Good morning Hopefully everything is going all right and uh, Paw Patrol isn't too loud this morning Anyway, uh, what are we drinking today? What are we drinking today? I have probably this and one more um, one more French press of uh, this what Ethiopian light I think uh, maybe today, if I have a second one today, maybe I'll be uh, last one tomorrow. But uh, it's good. It's good. Um, As I said, all week, it's uh, nice and light and crisp and uh, really enjoy it. Really, really enjoy it. Oh, that's lovely. I'm glad I can accompany you to uh, to do your uh, to to do the fish stocking of your uh, of your local pond, Kyle. I, I I think that's great that you're you're populating the brown trout uh, population in uh, in northern New Hampshire. That is very nice of you. Um, yeah. So, man, this coffee it it um it's good. I, I had some things go a little awry yesterday. Before the show, uh, it, it continued all day. I'm going to talk about it a little bit here in the intro, um, in the intro segment. And but one of the things that happened is once I, once I made the coffee in the French press and it was sitting there, that's when everything started going crazy, and it sat for way too long. It's supposed to, um, supposed to only sit for four minutes. And then you press it down, and that's about the perfect amount in that French press. But it got to, uh man, I got doing other stuff, and my alarm went off, the timer went off, and I, I stopped it, and I kept doing what I was doing. And it was probably a good 8 to 10 minutes. And, um, man, it changes the taste. It changes the taste. I, mean, I can't say that it was bad, but it was definitely had sat a lot longer than it should have. And uh, if you're curious why, I, uh, I'll probably dig into a little bit of that on um, on the show tomorrow. We're going to be talking coffee science, basic coffee science, like beginner science, guys. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a Mr. Science segment, but it's going to be about coffee. I haven't really picked which uh, which science we're going to talk about. I was browsing this morning. I have um, have the rough outline. I just got to pick the specific topics that i want to go with tomorrow and dive into but uh should be fun should be fun uh good morning hanging laundry how are we doing this morning thanks for joining us i appreciate it um uh, yeah so so uh coffee. Coffee's good this morning pressed it on time uh the day yesterday the day yesterday was um it was just off It was off from the very beginning I said yesterday morning I kind of had you guys caught up through the show at least Um, the day started Norman was a little off he didn't bring me a toy when he came and woke me up Uh, didn't stick around real long in bed other stuff went a little screwy before the show and then man it just continued after the show. when we got done I had to cut off early because we had a thunderstorm coming in and man it was like right as I uh, I hung it up it uh, it just downpoured and that's when Corey and I in our new routine take the dogs for a walk all together that's a big pack We go uh, we go take a walk before she starts work and uh, we've just adjusted things like that but yesterday couldn't really do that we looked at the we looked at the radar and it was pretty solid <laughs> pretty solid thunderstorms. So that threw more of a a monkey wrench in the day. I had to readjust schedule this and that. And it just kept going. It kept going. I was, um, everything was a little off, like I said. And it was, it was almost like, you know, when you set something down and you just don't set it down in the quite the right place that you always do and you spill it or you drop something off the edge of a table because you set it on the edge of the table all the time and you just set it a little too close and it falls off. That was yesterday. That was yesterday for me. Um, Every every green light turned red. Everything, everything just was a little off. And I don't know, at some point during the day, I was just like, this is how it's going to be. This is how today is going to be. And I just have to go for it and figure it out and I'll go to sleep and tomorrow will be better. So far, today's better. So far. I mean, it's all of, you know, an hour-ish into my day, but it's just, it's better. It's getting better. So, um, Pip says, heck, that's most days. Yeah, I mean, but this was noticeable. This was noticeably off. And I don't know what it was. Gingerbread and I uh, were kind of touching on it last night in the in the Telegram chat at t.me slash lotschat. You can join us and uh, talk about everything. We uh, we were talking about that and also rabbits and all sorts of fun stuff last night. So you check that out. We talk about all sorts of different things. And then I also have a channel where I le- release... Um, new episodes links things of that nature to uh to the audience that don't want to participate in the chat that's just a one way and uh well i guess you can reply to any of the posts there but it's not an ongoing conversation with everybody so you can catch the, catch that at t.me slash lots feed that's the channel and t.me slash lots chat is the chat um but we're talking about that i don't know hopefully today is better hopefully today is better I think the weather will be nice. We can take uh, take the dogs for a walk and get back into our routine. Um, The morning hasn't gone sideways yet, so fingers crossed that today is good. I got a lot to do for sure, a lot of office day stuff to do. Um, Yesterday was grocery day. Go down and and pick up the groceries we need. Uh, It's nice since uh, securing some meat that uh and that's prepaid that uh, the grocery bill kind of goes down that was cool to see we've been um, really trying to limit things and uh, make sure make sure um i'm trying to get back on track a little bit with um trying to get um back on track with eating a little bit so We'll see we'll see but I went down to Walmart and I give this uh, weekly weekly Walmart update if you guys want but uh, noticeably different yesterday noticeably different Uh, last week, uh, the big surprise for me was the masks, uh, the increase in masks how many I saw at Walmart, and uh, I don't know if it was an anomaly last week, or this what was going on this week, but I had a few thoughts walking through Walmart yesterday. As I was walking through, uh, I go to one that has like the, the whole market on one side and then all the clothes in the middle. And of course, the pharmacy is on the far other side of the store. So if you need uh, anything like uh, deodorant or toothpaste or anything like that with your groceries, you have to go all the way through the store to the other side. Well, yesterday I had to... Um, I, uh, I just had to... Make do, I had to get over there. I had to grab something from that side. And so I'm walking through the store, get over there, grab the toothbrush. Man, buying a toothbrush in Walmart was insane, too. Trying to find, uh, it was, wasn't was for me, it was for Corey. And she had described it and the name of it. And man, how are there so many different types of toothbrush? It's It was amazing. I couldn't find, couldn't really find what I wanted. I ended up getting the wrong one. So I got a new toothbrush uh, by proxy there. And, um, so, so they, um, I, uh, so I, so I walk across the store and I'm coming back and I'm like, you know, the big main aisle in Walmart when you're walking through the big main aisle and, um, and as you're walking through, you're, I'm observing and it just looks empty. Like I looked down through, and the place looked empty. I mean, I usually go during the week, during the day, on purpose, so it's less busy. But this was noticeably empty, and I was like, "Huh." I started. It was noticeably empty enough that I I started thinking to myself, "Is there something going on today? Is is there um, is there some some reason why <laughs> some reason why this place is is uh, is is just not." not full at all. I mean, I wasn't complaining. I don't necessarily enjoy the the company there, but anyway, I I was just, okay, whatever. I get over to, uh, get over to produce. Uh, I grab my produce that I'm getting. And then I started going through the aisles and back and forth in the aisles and no shit. I saw more of the, more of the, uh, motorized scooters, people in motorized carts than I think I've ever seen in there. Literally every aisle I went into had somebody in a motorized scooter, whether they be elderly or just too fat to walk or whatever the deal was. But motor scooters everywhere. Nobody on foot like me and a few other people, it seemed like in the whole store and a few employees, but uh everybody else on motor scooters. And I was just like, what is going on? I was standing trying to pick out, um, pick out some soup for something that Corey was making, and there were 80... Just like the toothpaste standing there trying to pick, um, trying to pick one type of cream of mushroom soup or something. <laughs> like there's all these different brands, there's all these different flavors, and she wants this one specific one. So I'm trying to find it. And I look to my right and this old guy on a motor on one of the scooters coming down the aisle at me. And I turn to my left, and there's another one coming down the other side of the aisle at me. And like legit, I was nervous I was gonna get run over. These folks were not looking where they were driving that shit. Um, but yeah, I made it out. I made it out. It was really odd. Uh all the scooters. Um by the time I got back to the front, it seemed like it was a little more full. I think it might have just been, you know, a random moment I was walking through that it seemed empty. But man, the, a noticeably a, a larger amount of motor scooters um and damn, damn. Uh let's see. I think I was um I will <laughs> buck carts uh, hanging laundry says they call those buck carts yeah yeah i don't know what i call them i call them lazy uh, but then unfortunately there are people that actually need them but they don't make you qualify to take one i don't know i don't know um i <sighs> saying he's uh, he's seen dennis leary's rant about different coffee flavors at dunkin donuts <laughs> yeah yeah. And, uh, anyway. <laughs> oh man. Kyle's Kyle, the Backwoods butcher. You guys got to show up uh 6am central on YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube is where the comments are, are the best. But, uh, backwards butcher says they were going to have to call Corey to say goodbye before they moved the carts and your organs fell out. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Uh coming up here, almost on 15 minutes, so we get into that topic. But uh yesterday had Speed Demon at the end talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger in my Facebook. Uh no Arnold Schwarzenegger yesterday. No, after I after I mentioned it, after the, the evening of scrolling through all I they maybe they showed me all the posts ever about him in the history of Facebook all in one night. But now they have um now they have switched me to um Mike Tyson um uh, these these newer fighters talking about Mike Tyson and uh and their thoughts on him every third post I don't know what it's going to be today but that was yesterday. I'll give you the daily uh Facebook what Facebook thinks I want. Uh and this is this is kind of how that went down. I uh I moved over to um I started using solely the lots project feed on Facebook. Uh I had my personal feed that was old uh like 20 man, I don't know how old. long time, long, long time since uh, like it's too re- relatively shortly after it went public to public use. I um, uh, had some college friends at the time that that were uh, using it. No, nah, I wasn't their age. They were a little younger than me, but acquaintances that were like, hey, you should check this out. So early adopter, thank God, of Facebook. Uh, but anyway, so that had been f- filled. Like they had so much dirt and uh, a logarithm fodder. Well, I started using the lots project podcast or the last project facebook feed and i didn't follow anybody i only had followers and likes because it was a i was pushing information out i wasn't consuming um, so they don't know what to, what to peg me with uh when i'm scrolling through because i don't like anything i don't follow anything i don't share anything well i have started to uh, but um, yeah they have they can't put their finger on on that feed so it's fun to uh, to play around like that um <laughs> So anyway, we're over 15. I got to get to this topic of the day. We're going to talk about side hustles today. And uh, side hustle is the main topic. And uh, man, what about that hobby, that hobby you love to do? Uh, is it right? Is it right? And how are you going to go about getting it off the ground and into a side hustle? So let's, um, let's get into that. But before we do, let's, let's, uh, Let's talk about Fiverr. Take a second to talk about Fiverr. Looking if you're looking to turn your hobby into a profitable side hustle, Fiverr is the perfect place to get help along the way. With Fiverr, you can connect with professionals from over 300 categories to help you with everything from crafting your business plan to promoting your new venture. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale, Fiverr has talent you need to get things rolling. Logos, um, web page de- website design, anything you can think of. So, why are you waiting? Check out the link in the show notes and take a look at Fiverr today. When you sign up with that link, uh, I get a little kickback every time you use it. So, um, so check it out. See what you you can. Uh, well, well recommended throughout the, the my communities. Uh, everybody I talk to that uses it really uh, enjoys uh, the interactions they have and they get great re- great work out. So, so check it out fiverr link is in the video description audio description uh youtube description all across so use that link and uh, sign up sign up and if you're a content creator and you uh you want to become a fiverr affiliate don't just go to the site give me a, give me a buzz real quick uh it won't change any of your metrics but it helps me out too so content creators if you're looking to promote fiverr uh hit me up hit me up in a private message or uh, an email or something and i got a deal for you so Fiverr today's uh, today's I guess de facto sponsor. Um, I make money if you uh, if you check them out. So I would consider that a sponsor. But anyway, let's get on to turning that hobby into a profitable side hustle. Um, you you have a hobby. Let's start here. You got a hobby. You got something you really enjoy doing. Um, you do it after work. <coughs> you do it to relax you're passionate about it uh you make something <laughs> you make you make something or you you uh perform a service uh one thing so let's say knife sharpening knife making there's 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 all there's all different things people do ho- for hobbies ship building um, anybody got any hobbies in the, in the live feed, just drop them in there. And, uh, I'd be curious what, uh, what you guys consider a hobby. Um, but you can make a product, you can provide a service, you can do something, um, that, that you enjoy doing that you would consider a hobby playing golf, um, sitting on a boat, going fishing, any of those things. So, I'm saying that any hobby you have is a candidate for a side hustle. It is. It's just you have to look at it in a, in different ways. Uh, Gingerbread Farm says his hobby is driving. I know, dude. That's your job. That's your job. Do you uh, do you do it? Uh, do you do it other than uh, to get paid? Other than to get to and from getting paid too. Anyway. Anything that you do, any hobby that you do could really be monetized. It really could be used as a side hustle uh, if you want, if you want. And that's the big thing. Like you really have, I, when, I, when I made the title for the episode, I I kind of, I want to caution people that this isn't the the best option. I'm not saying you got a hobby, you need to monetize it and make it a side hustle. That basically <laughs> uh, could ruin it for you, could ruin it for you if it's not done right. Uh, when you make it a job, you can lose the the novelty of it, the, the hobby, the relaxation, the fun of it. So you're really going to want to go through these steps, I think, before... You get too excited before you go down the road of dumping money into something or, you know, really moving forward with it. I think if you walk through these, walk through these steps and think about it and lay it out, maybe not in depth walk through these steps, but at least consider them, uh, at least put the effort in beforehand to see if the juice is worth the squeeze Uh, We'll kind of talk about uh, how to evaluate as I go through whether this is right for you. But this would be the mental process and then the actual process I would go through. If I was sitting here today, I had a hobby that I wanted to start to monetize, possibly uh, be a little side income, or you never know, it could blow up and you could end up doing something that you enjoy doing and making money. And isn't that what the the end goal really is in uh, in life? Is getting paid to do what you want to do anyway? So, um, let's see. <sighs> Hanging laundry says she's an artist, artist, sculptor, painter. Uh, discouraged by AI and the poor economy, also voices. Um, you're discouraged because AI is pumping out digital art. If you're a painter, that's um, physical art is is I think it's way different. I think I think uh, I think there's room in the market for both, but um, that's another story for a long <laughs> another day. I will have to I'll have to jot down. We'll talk about AI quite a bit. I think over the next months, years, or whatever, since I've dived in, dove into it, and started um, started messing around with it. So I have some uh, thoughts and opinions on that as far as content creation and art is content creation too. So It'll tie in, but let's get back to uh, rolling that side hustle into or uh, that hobby into a side hustle. So first step, first step, take your hobby. Take your hobby and um, really understand what you do. So in the in the. In the example of making knives making knives so you have all these skills you have all these skills you're taking you're taking metal you're taking other objects you're um, you're forming them you're putting them together you're creating a tool you're creating a piece of art your um, your metal working you could be woodworking using epoxy um, tool skills things of that so just really, Look at what you do and actually understand all the things you do. Not just I make knives, I make knives. Um, and think about think about all those processes. Think about the ones you like the most. Think about um, think about think about the things you're already doing. And look at it from the perspective of you're not doing it, but maybe somebody doesn't want to do that. Maybe somebody doesn't want to do that. Maybe maybe you can be a convenience for someone that doesn't want to do what you enjoy doing. Uh, maybe it is a piece of art and it's valuable for more than it's, it's just intrinsic use. Uh, maybe your knife uh, has a beautiful handle. Uh, it's so well made and so sharp that it is more valuable than any other knife i could pick up. Um it's unique. It's a one of a kind. You go down this road of everything you do for your hobby and you think about the value you can add, the the value you could put out there. Why would someone want to pay me for what i'm doing? Um maybe as part of uh, uh, uh gingerbread that's that's uh, i'll get to that. Don't worry. Uh, maybe maybe you, as a part of a process of making those knives, you you sharpen the knives at the end. Maybe you've gotten really good at finishing off the blade. Uh, Maybe that's the route you take with your side hustle. Look at the things you love. Look at the things you do for relaxation and really evaluate if there is a, a line of revenue there. Now, the the greatest thing about current times is in, in my notes as i was doing research i i was uh, rolling through all of this uh and realized that they didn't have the main thing on the list the main thing that you're going to be able to do to monetize your hobby that's not going to change your hobby by any I mean you're just going to do it it's going to put an added layer of work onto it and you can do it as much as or as little as you want but teaching people to do your hobby making content of your hobby people love to watch shit like it's blowing my mind as i'm doing a little uh, prep for a, a content creation round table i'm going to be doing with um backwards butcher uh toolman tim cook and nicole sauce from living free in tennessee the four of us are gonna to get together on Sunday night and do uh, uh some a round table on content creation. Um and so I've been digging into a little bit about that and I realized as I've I was digging in that people will watch anything, like literally sit in live watch anything, enough people will watch it. Uh, I was I was flipping through last night or the other night when I was when I was really kind of digging into this live stuff as I wanted to speak to that maybe in the in the roundtable and people are watching uh, a dude take matchbox cars and run them down a track. So we had like a, a multi-track matchbox car racetrack. Obviously the guy had hundreds of matchbox cars. It's a hobby it's a hobby for him. Matchbox cars, collecting them, playing with them, whatever. He was an adult man. I don't know. Was he playing with them? Whatever. That's his deal. But it's his hobby. He was live on TikTok with hundreds of viewers live as he was showing the car, setting it on the track, showing the next car, setting it on the track, getting them all lined up, hitting the button walking to the other end of the track and picking up the winner and showing it and setting it on the shelf. Hundreds of viewers live. He had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. He was making an income. I don't know if it was full-time income. Pretty sweet if it was. I mean, really? He looked like he was in his pajamas. Um, Basically... Taking his hobby and monetizing it. So James said, "Take your hobby, make it. Take your hobby, make it your job, and hate your hobby." That's the wrong way to look at it, man. Extra, extra, extra side, extra side. Let it really set it up, and the the, the rest of this process. Really, I'm cautioning against that. That's the first thing I, I kind of mentioned in the intro. Is Really make sure that this is right. This is what you want to do. If your hobby is a stress reliever and adding anything like this onto it is going to cause you stress, don't do it. I'm not saying this is right for everybody. I'm not saying that everybody should do this. I'm saying if you have a hobby that you love and you you explore it and you can find these avenues to make better choices with it or different, slightly different choices, or even doing what you're doing and being able to bring in a little extra cash for it. Consider it. Consider it. So really looking at across the board what you actually do. And diving into how that can benefit people. That's 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 the basic of it. Um, <coughs> you're going to want to then dive out there into the market facebook marketplace online depending on if you're offering a local product a um (laughs) uh whether you want uh if you have a local product you're going to market to people around you like the knife sharpening i kind of go back to this knife it's a it's a really easy example the knife has so many processes that go into making it um and then the sharpening um, the art factor, the content creation, like it's all there in that process. It's why I keep referencing it. I've never made a knife in my life; just happened to be the the example that really stuck in my head with so many different options. Um, so, I um, you're gonna want to look at market research. So, as far as knife sharpening, eh, it's probably easier to do it locally. Probably if you if you're taking that skill out. You're going to want to evaluate um, really where your market is, how full the market is in that area. If you're selling custom knives, there's enough people out there that are going to buy custom knives. Make yours a little different and unique, but really look out there and see if what you are doing, A, is anybody doing it? Because if no one's doing it at this point, can you do it? Can you be the first? Absolutely. Is it easier to not be the pioneer? Is it easier to see somebody doing it and um, and kind of, I don't want to say copy, but slide into that niche in that genre? It's broken broken into. There is uh, a, obviously an audience, uh, but p- don't go in and uh, and start making like content videos of uh, of Minecraft. I mean, you have to be a little more specific and than that. And that's the thing: if your genre, if your hobby is full, maybe you need to neck it down a little bit, make it more. Specific, more special, um, a little different. But really take and look across and see if there is a market for your side hustle, your hobby that, that could potentially be a side hustle. Um, really, really make sure the juice is going to be worth the squeeze. Um, if you look at your knives, that you, t- you, you take your time, uh, maybe you're you're not you really enjoy doing it, but it just takes you a long time. It takes you a lot longer than someone else, uh, and you figure out your per hours and things of and things like that. Your cogs, your costs, and man, you'd have to sell that knife for uh, three thousand dollars to break even. I might shy away from uh, per- from pursuing that. So this is all a discovery process, um, in my opinion. Jjbr uh, uh, says it's possibly it's possible. No one's doing it because it's illegal. All right, yeah, um, dude. If you want to argue with the fact that that this is a possibility for people, then that's cool. That's cool for you. But um, but this is valuable information for someone thinking about it. So cool. Um, anyway. Research what um, what the possibilities are of getting it out there. What kind of income you can make? How much you expect to make? Uh, see if it's there. Um, the next thing you're going to do is really lay out a business plan. Just a simple, just a simple. I'm not talking a hundred page business plan. Uh, do it on the back of a napkin. Do it on a scratch piece of paper. Do it on your phone on a notepad. But you really want to uh, break down the components of the plan, uh, what your vision is for it, um, what the the mission of of doing this is. Is it to help you retire? Is it to. um, Is it is it um, is it is it. What is your goal? What is your goal? Is it to pay for your supplies? Is it, to, is it to be able to work less hours? Is it be able to buy your kid a trumpet? Is it to take a vacation? Or is it just to have a little pocket change from something you already love? What is the mission? It doesn't have to. Just because I'm saying you're taking a hobby and turning it into a side hustle, that's exactly it. It's a side hustle to start. To start. And maybe forever. Maybe all you want to do is cover the cost of your hobby. A hobby that pays for itself is a hell of a lot less stressful. If you don't, if you don't have to put any external input into it, if you're able to do the same thing and enjoy doing it, I go back to the knife making. If you're if you're enjoying going through the whole process, and you don't worry about your time, and your time is 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 compensated by the value you get from enjoying doing the hobby, and at the end you have a product. That you can look at, be proud of, and put out in the marketplace to cover the costs, the physical costs of making it, and you're okay with that, that's perfect. That's perfect. If it can pay for itself. Once it pays for itself, uh, especially if you have costs going into it to ramp up to being a side hustle, um, great. You're, you're home free. What did you lose? You learned something and you had a possible outlet for money, for income, for value coming back to you, for something you're enjoying. Uh, If you can't do that on the side, I don't know. I don't know. How much do you really enjoy it? Are you really going to break that enjoyment if you you set a goal, you set a mission, and you know the time you have, you know the ability or the amount of energy you want to put into it beyond what you're already doing? Set those goals really lay out a business plan lay out your strategy of, of how you're gonna sell things and um, and maybe just a rough financial forecast hey I uh, I paid this amount for my materials I put X amount of hours into it and I see online that uh, man every even the cheapest models of what I'm doing or making is three times as expensive as the costs I'm going to have in it even if I compensate myself for my time. Maybe you have a skill or a hobby that you're doing that you didn't realize is so valuable to someone else. I, I talked to Kyle the backwoods butcher, um, relating this back to relating this back to the, the audience um, Kyle's incredibly good at video editing for the experience that he tells me he has. We talk a lot about, uh, in back channels, I, I um, we talk a lot about content creation and things. And he, he told me that he, I, I said, hey, man, you're really good at that. Like, your videos are turning out very well, the editing side especially. I think you're doing very well. The filming, the editing, the putting it together. He's like, yeah, I really love it. And I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit. Um, nobody likes video editing. Are you kidding? I can take hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of video for content creation. And I absolutely hate editing. I get in a groove. I get it done. I always think I could have done better. I always, um, I am always learning. I, I have a vision that I want to do and I can never really pull it off. I think Kyle can see what he wants to do and, and make it happen. And he enjoys doing it. Um, My first thing was, dude, if you enjoy video editing, I will guarantee you, guarantee you 100% that people will pay you to do that. (laughs) People will pay you to take their video and make it better, to take their rough video and edit it. I will show you where you can find people that want you to do that for them. But if you enjoy it and you have a knack to it, you might not realize that how valuable that is to other people because it becomes easy to you. It becomes enjoyable to you. So you already have the value coming back. You already are being fulfilled for doing it. When I look out and say, what is that value I am willing to give for someone to take that away and like do that for me? It might not match up and you might be surprised the spread there. You might, you might really be surprised the, 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 the take on the difference. So that's uh that's the benefit of really doing a business plan. And like I said, even just rough, rough, um, rough draft on the back of a napkin, rough, uh, rough line laid out pencil. And if it needs to later on, Improve it. Dive in. This is just the beginning steps of evaluating whether this is right, or right for you and whether, whether it's worth going down that path. <laughs> At this point, this is kind of where you're going to pump the brakes a little bit. Um, you have to decide how big you're going to want to make this that business plan that rough back of the back of the napkin business plan that first the first thing um the first thing i said there the first two things i said in that business plan the importance of it including a vision of what you see it at the end and a mission of why am i doing this how am i doing this um and the objectives of the of the business, where are we going to get to? Um, this is where you're going to say, "All right, this all I ever want to do is just sell the products I'm already making. I'm, this isn't anything I ever want to scale up. This isn't anything that I ever want to change. I want to come home after work. I want to go out in my shop. I want to make my work on my knife. I don't want to take orders." I don't want to do anything, but when I have this new knife that I've made, now I'm going to go through the process of selling it. That's changing a, a a hobby into a side hustle. You're just selling something you're making instead of putting them on the shelf or giving them away. Maybe you enjoy giving them away even more, but if you're trying to to make it, so in your business plan, you're going to say, "Hey, um, my vision is to continue doing what I'm doing. I produce uh, a knife every week." a uh, knife every two weeks i'm going to market them high-end custom made because they are maybe i'm going to change my materials a little bit maybe i'm going to change my uh my the way i i make these special but no pressure no no orders no no orders to fulfill nothing on my schedule this is my my vision on my schedule i'm going to take a knife and i'm going to put it out there and sell it uh and then the next one, I'm going to start the next one. And it's just going to be a cycle like that. Um, the the step after this business plan is really looking into legalities. Uh, James mentioned that nobody's doing it because it's illegal. Um, I'm talking more legalities of, hey, uh, do I need to pay taxes? Do I need a business license? Do I need this? Do I need that? Do I need an LLC? Do I need uh, all of this is is not my advice to you? <laughs> um. You're going to have to research that yourself, but really consider what you're doing. Uh, Do you need an LLC to make a knife and then put it on eBay and maybe once a month or a couple of months? Um, Do you need an LLC to make a product and throw it on Etsy a little bit here and there? What is the tax implications of that? All of this is is stuff you're going to want to look at to see if making that hobby into a side hustle might not be the right idea. It might be a little too much. Maybe I don't want to deal with setting up a business. Maybe I don't want to deal with collecting taxes. Maybe I don't want to deal with any of that. Maybe you're not going to make enough money to make it matter. Maybe in your mission, maybe your mission is to cover your cost of goods. And you can just slide through. Maybe you don't make any money. Maybe that's not the purpose. Maybe you're covering your hobby. Maybe you're you're making a couple hundred bucks a year to, uh, you know, so you can go to the, a couple, a hundred bucks a month, $1,200 a year, you know, 50 bucks a month. Maybe you're, maybe you're just uh, taking your wife out to dinner with it every once in a while. Maybe it doesn't need to be a business. Maybe it doesn't need to be formally a business. But check into the legalities. Check into the the theft of your uh, of your profits through um, w- where you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna leave legalities. I I'm not the best person to advise on that. <laughs> I really I'm really not. My mo. I'm willing. I'm willing to put work into figuring out ways around things, skirting the system. That's that's my mo. I probably spend more time doing that than time that I could have just, you know, paid what i'm I'm saving uh, at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, so look into the legalities. really just touch on it. Uh, if, if it's something that you're going to want to expand, you're going to want to have that knowledge. Uh, it really depends on, like I said, on your business plan, on your mission, how big you want to make this, what are your intentions with it really drive the legality discussion. If you need advice, SBA is out there. Um, it's a government agency, but man, government knows how to government and they know the rules. SBA has been a huge help to tons of people I have interacted with, uh, Small Business Association, if you don't know. Uh, they have people willing to help you figure out how to get the shit set up. Is it always the best advice? Well, it's free. Take it for what it is. Do your due diligence before and after the fact, but with questions, trying to get answers, trying to get complicated things explained, it's an easy place. It's an easy button to go look at. Um, all right. So once. We get to this point you're gonna just stop you're gonna stop you're gonna look at things you're gonna take your um rimming the system <laughs> exactly um so oh. once you get to this point you look at your side hustle you or you you've looked at your uh <laughs> you've looked at your hobby you've decided Hey, I uh, I want to sell these knives, or I'm going to sharpen knives for people on the side because I really enjoy that part. I really, I really get in the groove of um, of of honing that knife, of sharpening that knife. It makes me um, it re- makes me relax. The sound of the stone on the knife uh, it uh, it's almost like meditating for me. And man, when I take that knife and slice that piece of paper, and it just folds in half that is the most satisfying thing I could have ever had. You've already achieved the value of, of the work you're putting in and you're gonna make a little extra money doing it for other people. Okay, so you're at that point. Maybe you're gonna make content about it. Content's easy because you just start doing it and it takes a while to make any money off content. So you have a, a long lead in to decide if you need to go tax structure or something of that nature. Just filming what you're doing. Uh, but at this point, you've you've set your mission, you you've set your goals, uh, you set a plan, a rough plan. You know if you uh you know if you need to go down the tax road or the business road or things of that nature. <laughs> and you're ready. You're ready. I am going to sell my knives. I'm gonna sell my custom knives. <laughs> uh I'm gonna sell my custom knives and I'm gonna make one a month and I'm gonna sell them. And I'm gonna sell them for $1,000 because uh, man, it. it, it I, I put a couple hundred bucks into them. I put all these hours into them. And comparably, I've, I've really done my market research and I think these are worth uh, probably over that, but I'm gonna start here. This isn't a business for me. This is just, um, you know, I make a significant amount of money off it, cover my costs and walk away happy because I've enjoyed making the knife. Uh, you have all this on paper now. Where am I going to sell my knives? How am I going to do this? How am I going to let people know I'm here? You were making knives before. You were doing the hobby before. And, you know, some people knew, uh, your friends knew. If your friends knew you well enough that they knew your hobbies, they knew what you like to do. They knew your pastimes. Maybe you gave them a knife. Um, Have those people start talking. Reach out to the people that know you're doing it already. You don't have to explain what you're doing. Be like, hey, John, um, hey, gingerbread. You know how I make those knives all the time? Remember that one I gave you? It was awesome, wasn't it? Sure was. Um, Hey, I'm going to start selling those things. Hey, man, you should have been selling those a long time ago. I really appreciate it. I use that thing every day. Hey, would you go tell somebody? Hey, would you you carry it on you? And when somebody comments on it, you tell them where they get one? I'm not going to make a lot of them. You don't need to tell everybody you know. But if you really know somebody that wants to put some money into a really cool knife, would you uh would you tell somebody? And if they co- if they comment on it and you really see the look in their eyes when they say it, um yeah. Yeah, spread that. Would you? That's the greatest place. That is the greatest place to to help to start pushing your your product. People that have used it People that have been there and watched um, watched before you were making money off it uh, the, the things that you put out there. Look for those people. start some social media. the bane of existence the the thing that uh, probably uh, probably ah, I, I eh, social media is what it is but it's a great tool. It is really a great tool. Um, Facebook's horrible. Uh, The things they do, the data they collect, the things they, uh, the way they use people, the way they manipulate people, um, all of it down the road is horrible. But guess what? There's eyes there. And there's a lot of eyes there. Uh, If you can, if you can tolerate social media enough and get in your head, you're using it to put eyes on what you need eyes on and focus on it like that. Great option. Great option. If you're selling a physical product, um, sites like Etsy, eBay, uh, things like that. Uh, Hanging laundry. If you're still around, have you looked into Redbubble by chance? Uh, I'd be curious if you've heard of it, signed up for it, or looked at it. Uh, I I wouldn't mind talking about it. I, I just started diving in. It's it's a uh, print on demand site, but uh, you can upload your your own art. So I'd be curious if you've heard of that or used it. Um, anyway, start looking around how you're going to get the word about your new product, about your new um, about your new venture. You don't you really going to want to scale your advertisement and promotion uh, to what makes sense in that business plan you laid out. If you're only going to want to sell one, maybe word of mouth. One a month, maybe word of mouth is enough. I'm guessing it is. If you if you make a quality product and, and once you have it out there, you really push your customers to push the product. I think if you're making one a month, you should have no problem selling them if they're quality. Um, if you're doing providing a service, uh, that's the same. That's the same. Get people word of mouth. Repeat customers are your bread and butter, especially when it's small. If you can fill your time that you're allotting to this and set boundaries, set boundaries. I think I talked about that last week when I when I talked about um, work life balance with side hustle, Uh, really set boundaries of the time you're willing to put in. And if it's too much, if you go over a little bit, really, really hold yourself to it and scale back. This is going to keep what James talked about earlier from turning your hobby into a job and hating your hobby. Set boundaries and really, really stick to them. I'm only doing it for an hour after work, three days a week. Don't do it five days a week for four hours after work and burn yourself out and hate it. Set your boundaries, set your limits, get those in your plan. And then stick to them. And if along the way you realize, "Ah, you know, if I'm only doing it the amount that I I hold myself to that that I I, I I've i allotted for this, it isn't worth the, the hassle of trying to sell it at that point. Continue doing what you're doing. None of this that we've talked about so far, other than promoting it a little bit, takes any more than, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And you can walk away. You can crumple up that piece of paper. You put that business plan on that napkin and throw it in the fucking garbage. Who cares? It's a it's a mental exp- it's a mental exercise to put yourself through when you have that hobby to decide if it's worth pursuing and how it's worth pursuing. How much time you have? It's really instead of saying, "Hey, I have this knife. I'm going to sell them and I'm going to make a million dollars." It's not what we're talking about today talking about taking a hobby and making it into a side hustle a little extra money could it blow up maybe 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 your knife is so good and you make one of them a month and somebody says hey you sold me that knife for a thousand dollars I really really honestly feel I'm a knife collector that that that's very undervalued I think you should be making five thousand dollars per knife. And I have a bunch of collectors that will um, that will start buying from you. Maybe you start exploring that more, or maybe you hold to your plan and you say, "No, no, I don't know, I don't know." That's up to you at that point. That's all a personal decision. This is all a personal decision. I'm just trying to lay out a framework that you can walk through to get to a point and say, it's worth it. It's not worth it. Um, Maybe I'll explore it some more. Maybe I'll give it a try. You can always quit too. This isn't, you're not putting, you're not putting an exorbitant amounts of extra money or extra time into this. You're doing what you're already doing. It makes it so easy to just dip your thumb in, but be sure to have a plan, stick to the plan, stick to your boundaries. Once you're promoting it, there's one way you have to, one thing you have to remember. You have to stay committed to it. Work your plan. Plan to work and work your plan. Stick to your plan. And give it some time. Especially if it's content. If you're making content about your hobby and you're expecting to make a bunch of money off the bat, don't. Don't. Just, uh, just. Take your time and stay with it. What's up, Diggs? How are we doing over on Twitch? Thanks for stopping in. Um, Take time. Be persistent. Keep going. Keep going. It takes time. No one knows you're there. You're doing it as a hobby. You're in your garage. No one knows you're doing it. You have to get eyes. I think I've heard it many different times, many different that you have to get something in front of people's eyes seven times before they'll actually even consider they have to hear it seven times before they'll believe it, before they'll they'll engage with it. Just think about that. When you put it on social media and 100 people see it and 100 people see it the next day, it's not the same 100 people. It's not. As much as you want it to be, as much as I want it to be, um, realize that. But also realize it's 100 people. That's 200 eyes that saw your stuff. I uh, this is another point I'm going to bring to uh, the roundtable on Sunday night is looking at TikTok and being disappointed when 250 people see your video is being disappointed that 500 eyes looked at your video. Realize what you have in that, and don't I mean obviously try to achieve more, try to achieve more than that. But if you're stuck in a rut where your your videos where your content are getting 100 views are getting 200 views. Be happy that 200 people are seeing it every time you do something. Cater to those 200 people. Man, if you had a bakery and you had 200 people, you could show your muffins every day. I like showing muffins. <laughs> um, Man, a lot of businesses would die for 200 sets of eyes a day or five times a day, depending on what you post. Um, Yeah. Be persistent, guys. Hang in there. Don't get discouraged. And if you just dis- did, and if you do get discouraged, understand you can just stop. You can just stop. Um gingerbread says one wants to do blacksmiths. Gotta get with Chris. Yeah. Get with Chris. Chris Dixon uh at North Forge. North White North. White North Forge? God. I can't ever remember the the name uh chris Dixon. fantastic he's in our communities if you if you want to check him out uh, let me know because um yeah fantastic blacksmith as a side hustle on the side uh chris is a, one of those masters of the side hustles um so yeah check out his stuff he's on instagram and uh youtube i believe also so check that out check uh i think tiktok tiktok too but anyway. Anyway, let's uh let's wrap it up here. We're coming up on that hour. I hope um I hope this little framework, this little uh mental exercise of being able to look at the things you do and look at the things you enjoy doing and extrapolating them out to maybe make a, a couple extra bucks, maybe make a more than a couple extra bucks, or who knows, maybe you're gonna get to do what you love because you realize that. I'm really undervaluing what my skills are worth. Maybe you don't have to hate your job because you don't have to do it as much as your actual job. Maybe the skills you have as a hobby are way more valuable than the skills you bring to an employer. And that hour that you spend doing the thing you love equates to five or six hours of that job you fucking hate. If you can work, if you're working 40 hours to pay the bills and you could work 10 hours and, and pay the bills and have some extra, are you going to hate your hobby? Conversely, if you don't lay out a plan and you struggle and struggle and struggle and you make a little bit because you didn't do your market research, you didn't know how much you could sell it for, and you get to the end and you say, I'm working 40 hours and I'm putting another eight in after. Oh, huh, huh, wow. Wow. Um, made it quite a while in the show today. Holy shit! Made it to the end, and wow, that was a big long one uh, for <laughs> for sure. Anyway, guys, uh, think it through. Think it through. Go through the steps. Just because you go through the steps of thinking about making something a side hustle doesn't mean you have to follow through. It doesn't. I hope you found this valuable. I hope you found. Um, I hope you found everything that I talked about valuable if you did maybe share it with someone else if you um if you found value in it bookmark it share it whatever come back to it i really appreciate it i uh i think it uh it was definitely a valuable uh, a valuable chat for anyone going down this path um other than that, guys, if you like, I said if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it uh, on all the social media links at uh, thelotsproject.com. I've retrofitted the site to have all our socials right on the top of every page, so you can just click and it'll open up in the app uh, please, please, please share, uh, with your friends and, uh, and let's, and, and have this blow up a little bit. I'm really enjoying the new show format. I hope you are too. I think it's bringing a lot more value to every show. Uh, and, um, yeah, if we can get that internet blip uh, to make it all the way for an hour, that would be great. Like I said, you find all, you can find an episode post about this at thelotsproject.com or post about it all across my social media. You can find the services I offer and recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen to the show always on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and uh, we'll catch up with you on Friday. 30K giveaway tomorrow on Friday, and we're going to be talking science of coffee. Let's get our science on and give away some sats to boot.